Who does Auburn need to step up on offense to get this thing rolling? Breathing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every Thursday, a little crane kick Thursday action, Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, we chatted about a little bit before we hopped on to record together, mm-hmm. but you can make the case for several individuals on Auburn's offense that need to step up to make you feel better about this offense as Auburn inches closer and closer to conference play. But your answer I thought was interesting and telling and makes a ton of sense. So I ask you again in front of the people, who needs to step up on Auburn for uh, on the offensive side of the ball? Well, look, I, I mean, I think you got guys like Shane Hooks and yeah. and really people outside of, of Jay Fair, you know, the tight end room separate, but from a pass catching standpoint, uh, you know, Shane Hooks, you know, really everybody outside of, of the guys I just mentioned, uh, you know, have to start making plays on the outside or getting separation. You know, that's a group that we heard about. And, uh, you know, I'm hearing, oh, Shane's making these one-handed catches in fall camp. Right. Well, that's great. How about you make some two-handed catches during the game when it matters? And and I know he's not the oldest player, and there's some other guys. Javaris Johnson needs to be more of a factor. Uh, it's it's really outside of a couple guys in that group. It, it's a whole wide receiver room, and and it's blocking. It, it's everything. But you know, it got to the point where quarterbacks, you got back shoulders, right? You got balls that you'll put up there that go from you know you want to turn 50-50 balls into 70-30 balls. But, you know, if, if you're an Auburn quarterback right now, outside of Fairweather and outside of, of Jay Fair, I mean, where's Camden Brown at? I, I mean, where's where he's on the back of a milk carton? I mean, you got to get John Walsh to do a TV show to help find these guys. I mean, at some point, yeah. you know, and it's early in the year, you've got to step up and, and start becoming that group because Auburn's going to have to have it down the stretch. I thought they ran the ball better than kind of what it looked like uh, against Cal. They weren't popping sure. off 40-yard runs, but but they were chewing up yards on the ground and it was effective but man i mean you gotta guys have to start getting off guys guys have to start staying on blocks guys have to stop giving away run plays with effort when you know you're not getting the ball which to me uh effort gets you through the door i can't believe we're we're even having to have that conversation so look it's the wide receiver room outside of a couple guys well and this is what hugh freeze has said consistently to the public in his press conference he's called out his wide receivers he's even uh even dating back to spring when he first got here. Talking about effort, talking about running every route like it means something and running routes with detail and precision. And now we kind of see what that looks like. Well, but, well, Zach, Zach yeah. to me, it's one thing if you're struggling to get open, maybe your technique's not great in blocking. And and I don't, I don't know any of these guys personally, but I'll tell you this much. If you're not going to go out there and give effort, then take your stuff, call your parents, and they can come pick you out in front, pick you up in front of the field house, and you can give the scholarship to somebody that wants to do it. The fact that that if if we're having to question effort, you know, personnel, it's going to take a little bit of time sure. for Auburn to bring in the type personnel where they're able to be elite uh, or have a chance to be elite in every group. That takes time, but effort, 
effort gets you through the door. That that shouldn't even be something that gets talked about. And I'm not saying it's everybody in that room, and I'm not saying it's every play. But at some point, you've got to make the decision as a man, as yeah. somebody on this team, when you're watching the offensive line play a 1,000 miles an hour, when you're watching that defense fly around and make the conscious decision that, that we're not going to be the difference, we're going to be the reason. At, at some point, you got to take that on as a man that you're going to go out there and give maximum effort because that's what your teammates deserve, that's what your coaches deserve, and that's what that Auburn jersey means when you put it on is that you're going to go out there and you're going to go balls to the wall and do whatever it takes to be able to, to have a chance to win the game. And the fact we're questioning effort, to me, is is sad to see. Yeah, and Jake, I still lean towards the side of the issue Saturday night. I wasn't a fan of the game plan, and I wasn't a fan of how quickly they tried to abandon from the game plan. And then, you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, execution wasn't perfect. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think the coaches put the players in situations to succeed Saturday night. Now, still... Shane Hooks not getting a reception is shocking to me. I would not have taken that bet in a million years. And I don't think I'm going to take that bet this Saturday or the following Saturday or anytime Auburn plays after that. I think Shane Hooks is going to have to be involved in the passing game. Same with a guy like Jair Shorter or Nick Mardner whenever he returns from his injury. They've got to force feed some of these bigger guys on the outside or this just isn't going to work. And what did Hugh Freeze do when he got here? He saw the wide receiver room. He said, oh, man, we need size. We need outside dudes. And so he goes out and gets all these outside wide receivers. And the only thing that we're seeing from a production standpoint are the guys that play slot that were already on the roster. And I just did not have that on my bingo card, Jake. Yeah, well, look, I, I the, the game plan to me, go, going what they did early, made sense. Because what they said was, listen, on offense – we feel like we can bully Cal in the run game. They thought the same thing on defense. Auburn was playing. It wasn't like Auburn was loading the box sure. against Cal on defense. They were playing too high and letting those guys eat, and they were handling business. They thought they were going to get the same thing to where Cal, who really played man a lot, if you go back and look at that, Cal did load the box. Cal heavied the box up, especially against 11, 12 personnel. And Auburn still said, we think we can run it at you efficiently enough and if we get man on the outside well we should win the problem was Auburn Auburn the turnovers and untimely penalties obviously that affects right. you that killed a ton of drives because Auburn did run just because you're not like I said earlier ripping off 50 yard runs consistently doesn't mean that the run game's not working Auburn was able to to stay on schedule uh before a penalty or a turnover would kill him through the run game the problem was and, and look, Peyton Thorne, I thought, had an awful night reading when they called RPOs. Auburn sure. didn't ton of, call a ton of RPOs because they thought they were going to bully Cal. And Cal played man on the outside and said, we don't think your receivers are good enough in man to be able to beat us consistently. And we know we have to help Sermon and those linebackers out in the defensive line in the run game. So we'll creep down a safety. We'll heavy up the box. We'll play a little bit tighter, but Auburn's receivers never got separation, and you mix that with the quarterbacks not even taking shots down the field to be yeah. able to try and loosen it up, and Cal never had to adjust. So my, my, my thing is this. If you're going to run the RPOs, right, and, and I know Hugh Freeze knows this and Phil Montgomery knows this. If you're going to run the RPOs, then run them. Then, then run them. Mm -hmm. And even if Peyton's not reading them great, you still have to you still have to have the threat 
of being able to throw that ball up on the outside. You may get it. What happened that the one time Auburn threw the ball down the field against Cal? You got to you got to pass interference call against Fairweather when you push right. it down the field. Outside of that, it it was nothing but hey, let's run it. We'll run we'll run crossers. We'll run mesh. We'll run bubbles. We'll we'll do these things. At some point, the receivers have to be able to get separation, and the quarterbacks have to say, "Listen, you know, uh, my guy. If I got to throw a back shoulder, I got to throw a back shoulder." It just seemed to me like everything was off outside of the normal run game, and there's a lot of blame to go around. But I understand the game plan. But the problem is when you when you're rotating quarterbacks in and out like that. And I know Auburn was trying to get some juice on offense, yeah. but you could never get into the to a rhythm. And then you add that with the fact Cal was sitting on the ball. And then when you did get the ball, you turn it over or have a holding penalty. It was just a very sloppy offensive night. And that game went exactly like Cal needed it to for Cal to win. And Auburn was still able to win the game, which tells you a lot, uh, I think, about this team and, and their ability to win in multiple ways. But Auburn cannot afford to play like that on offense. Uh, and, and be able to have a successful year. It's just not going to work. All right, Jake, I want to try a, a new segment idea in just a second. I got five things, and we're going to debate if it's a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing. That's coming up on today's Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Jace Medical has a product called the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. We all kind of heard things about the supply chain or, hey, maybe sometimes you're in a situation where you can't get to your doctor until the next day and you need something to kind of help you through the evening or through the next few days. Maybe you're traveling, whatever it may be. The Jace case can help with all of that. And, and look, it's easy to get these things. Here's a customer review for Jace Medicals. It's easy as one, two, three, and just in time. They said, I received our package the same day. I got a sinus infection. And my doctor was out of town, no appointment for days. Thank goodness it arrived. So with storms or shortages, pandemics, um, be sure to uh, make sure that you're prepared. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription life-saving medication sent right to your door. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON, all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's spelled J-A-S-E medical.com. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Frisky Whiskey. I can't imagine buying any kind of alcohol, liquor, wine, anywhere else. The prices and selection at Frisky Whiskey are elite and top-notch. If you're in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, hop on I-85. As soon as you hop into Georgia, boom, you'll see billboards pointing all over the place. Uh, pointing you to Frisky Whiskey. Or look, if you're coming in town to tailgate from Atlanta, right before you hop into uh, the state of Alabama, you will need to stop at Frisky Whiskey and check out everything they have to offer. You'll be shocked at their prices, significantly lower than anything you can find in Auburn and Opelika. It's worth the 20-minute drive, I tell you. And also the selection is top, top notch. And they're Auburn people. Be sure to love that. So head over to Frisky Whiskey, type in Frisky Whiskey, and your phone's GPS, they will get you there. Jake Crane with Crane & Company, our guest on this Thursday. Let's try something new. Is this a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing? Jake, Auburn scoring 14 points against Cal. Is that a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing? 
Uh, I mean, offensively, it's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, 14 points, you know, it's outside of, of baseball and a couple other sports. I mean, that's not going to get it done. This defense uh, played played their tail off, but, you know, they're not going to be able to hold opponents to 13 points or less, especially with what's coming up in the SEC. So I thought it was, was underperforming by a yeah. lot. And, you know, I, I think everybody would agree with that. By the way, I need some of that. I needed some of that frisky whiskey uh, at about 11 o'clock uh, central time last Saturday. I could have used some of that. That's what was going on. Gosh, that was such a late game. I hope that never happens again. And then a few days later, uh, the kickoff time for A&M's announced it's 11 o'clock and people are complaining. And it's like, no, I'll I take never... that 11 o'clock. I'll take that 11 o'clock all day. 11 a.m. Uh, better than a 930. Absolutely. All right. Is all when you look at, okay, Auburn has three receptions by tight ends so far this year. Do you think that's a whole lot of something? Is that we need to worry about it or a whole lot of nothing? And eh, they'll figure it out. Well, I think now after last week, they're going to figure it out. So a whole lot of nothing. I mean, you better feed Ronaldo yeah. Fairweather like Augustus Gloop in a chocolate river at the Wonka factory. I mean, that dude is a matchup nightmare. He threw him three balls, caught a huge third down ball. That was was a heck of a catch. He catches the ball with his hands away from his body. And when big guys do that, it's a problem. The second one you threw him, you got a pass interference call. And the third one, Hugh Freeze was like, listen, hey, hey, Phil, throw the fade to the, our monster alien we have it tied in. And I bet something good happens. And oh, what? Auburn, Auburn scores a touchdown. So, yeah, I would expect to see uh, Rivalda. I'm a fair weather fan in the best sense in, in this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think it's a whole lot of nothing. They got to fix that. No question about it. This next one, Peyton Thorne, when you look at the intermediate passing game, passes 10 to 19 yards past the line of scrimmage. Peyton Thorne is two of nine in passes between 10 and 19 yards downfield. Not very good. When you look at that stat and that split, you say, oh, that's a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing. I think it's a whole lot of something. He's got to be more accurate. Look, Pey Peyton, you got to play better, dog. Like, like I don't, I, I know, you know, it's, you're still new. They brought you in to be in, they didn't bring you in because you could throw it 100 miles per hour and, and, you know, like you're Joe Milton with a rocket attached arm. They brought right. you in because you're a nuanced passer that can hit in the intermediate game and most RPO throws in this system are intermediate throws. Thought he was pretty good week one against UMass from a timing standpoint. He's got to get back in that. He's got to be more accurate. That last drive looked like what they brought him in to do. He needs to play a game called Let's Figure It Out. It's got to be more accurate, man. Yeah, and I hope they use Sanford. We'll talk about some of the goals of the Sanford game in a second, Jake, but I think they've got to use the Sanford game to give him some confidence passing the ball. We batting didn't really practice. see them do that against UMass. Batting practice. Exactly. But I'm a little concerned they're not going to do that because I don't think they want to – I still think they're in this mindset of we can't show too much. But at some point, you've got to use these tune-up games to tune up and get better. Yeah, well, well, look, I mean, you, you don't have to show every variation off, off your base RPO sure. stuff. You don't have to show every combination. You should be able to run the ball well enough where you get guys that, that are just better athletes that are open. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it wouldn't be bad to see, as crazy as this sounds, some tight coverage throws – from Peyton Thorne on Saturday against Sanford. Put him in some adverse situations uh, where he's got to be able to make the throw. I mean, he's, again, Auburn is... And when Robbie gets in there, at some point, Robbie's going to have to throw the ball. We've seen him throw the ball eventually. You have got to allow him. Yeah. If that's going to be an effective short yardage red zone package, he's got to start throwing the ball at least some. Yeah, well, that, that's my next one. This is a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing, Jake. Robbie, according to Pro Football Focus, Robbie is 0 for 4 on passes beyond the line of scrimmage. All of his completions have happened behind the line of scrimmage so far. A whole lot of something, a whole lot of nothing. 
Well, it's I think it's a whole lot of something because he hadn't got a chance to throw a lot. But I, I don't yeah. expect Robbie Ashford to be Dan Marino or Drew Brees. But there needs to be a legitimate threat where the tendency is just not so overwhelming when he comes out in the field. So when you play these Georges and these LSUs and these A&Ms and these Arkansas's, they just don't have you dialed up every time Robbie Ashford comes in who's going to run three to four different plays. So it's a whole lot of something. Not that, that that I don't believe Robbie can be somewhat accurate or accurate enough for it to work, just that they haven't, you know, opened the, the Waffle House menu at all for him. That's not a Gus Malzahn reference, by the way. Yeah, I just think the way that they've handled both quarterbacks mm. has been a disservice to the offense and a disservice to both players. I think taking Peyton out and putting Robbie in without any clear plan tough, man. doesn't help either of them. It doesn't help no, anybody. Tough. It's not and running so they, back they, where where you're tired after after you know, four straight carries and you bring another guy in like it's, this is quite a different cadence, right? Like it's, it's just, there's a lot going on yeah. at that position. I know they know that, but I know why Hugh did that last week. I'd have mm -hmm. done the same thing. You need to, Peyton was not playing good. Peyton Thorne from the first drive where he turned the ball over, should have been a touchdown, should have been a pick six. Peyton Thorne did not play well outside of a couple drives last week and Auburn got away with it. It's like the end of a, a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, yeah, but fortunately, Auburn did get away yeah. with it. Um, all right, last one. No Nehemiah Pritchett yet. Is that a whole lot of something or a whole lot of nothing? A whole lot of nothing. I mean, he'll be back. He'll be back when he's back. I mean, look, you, you Hopefully got Sanford this week. this week. Yeah, you got Sanford this week. Um, again, we know what, what what's coming down the pipe. Whatever it takes. He's a guy who's experienced. He knows uh, how, how to get his body ready. He knows how to be in shape. He's yeah. not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. First couple plays, maybe a little bit rusty, uh, but but he's got a ton of experience. That, that, that's a whole lot of nothing to me. Yeah, and it seems like he's been practicing for the last two weeks at least. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it was close against Cal. He just, um, I don't know, it sounds like it was his decision. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Well, you know your um, players know their body the best. 100%. 100%. All right, what can Auburn aim to hope to accomplish against Sanford? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy tickets, but especially last-second tickets. You can get great deals if you want to go to the Auburn-Sanford game. Heck, you could wake up Saturday morning, get fired up, and say, you know what? I want to go see some Auburn football. Download the Game Time app. Of course, the app itself is free, and you can see great um, great value, great tickets, and great prices all on the app. And my favorite thing about the app is when you pull it up and you click on the tickets, you can see what the field looks like, what the vantage point looks like from your seats. So snag tickets without the stress at game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use promo code locked on college, all one word, locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Term supply again, create an account, redeem code locked on college for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jake Crane, our guest. A few more minutes on this Thursday edition of the show. We've kind of hinted at it a little bit, but in your mind, 
I mean, Auburn should destroy Stanford on Saturday. If they don't, we'll have a different conversation next week, possibly. But what should Auburn aim to accomplish here outside of just pummeling a team that's not as good as them? Well, look, I mean, you want to play clean, right? After a week on offense that you came out and you turned the ball over, you had a bunch of you know penalties at a bad time. You want to go out there and play clean. Yeah. Uh, you want the quarterbacks to be on time. You want to see some wide receivers get some confidence by making some big-time plays. Not just jump ball catches, but breaking tackles after a catch. You want to see wide receivers blocking. Uh, I'm not worried about the offensive line. I thought the offensive line actually played pretty good when you go back and watch the tape. Uh, sure. but, but a lot of it is the organizational part of it, the clean part of it. Defensively, you want to continue that momentum. Right, You want to keep tackling in space. You want to keep playing on their side of the line of scrimmage and dictating how the game goes. Uh, uh, from a, a focus standpoint, you don't want to look ahead to what you've got coming down the pipe. We all, know, we all know what's next. You want to focus on the things that you can control on that day, and you want to stay healthy. Get up early, get up big, be able to put some other guys in there and get some work so you're healthy uh, when you got your big-time matchups coming up. Do you pass the ball more if you're Auburn just to try to get those reps in? Well, the, the thing is, if, if you're going to run a lot of RPOs, you can't go out there and say, we're going to throw it a lot. You, the quarterback has to read it. Sure. You make the right decision. Whatever the defense is giving you, that make the right decision. If we're going to say, all right, we need to throw it, well, let's get into empty. All right, let's get into 10 personnel. Let's run some combinations. Let's throw it. But you can't, if you're going to say, all right, we're going to be heavy RPOs this week, go into it and say, well, we're just going to throw it a lot. Hey, pull it and throw it, regardless of the look you get. No, Auburn's already struggling to read the RPO at the quarterback position. I want to see a, I want to see Peyton Thorne go out there and make the right decision with what Sanford is giving them. So from the context of the RPO, no. Go read it, believe in it, and make the play. From called passes, you may see some more of those to get some other guys involved. I promise you, you're probably going to see some more runs to the tight end, uh, or excuse me, more throws to the tight end sure. that, that are designed. Uh, but yeah, that that's how it should play. That's how this offense needs to operate. Uh, I'm interested to see the tempo that they go at this week too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just got the feeling they're going to try to give Jarquez Hunter some some yards. Yeah, I, I want to say this about Jarquez. And and listen, I I understand being rusty in your first game. All right, and I know the off the field stuff. You know, you, people can think whatever they want about that. You can't be fumbling the ball in that situation. No kidding. You're supposed to be a leader on this team. Why are the young backs the leaders on this team in that group? You almost cost your team the game by, by turn, putting the ball on the ground. I know you didn't mean to. Well, guess what? A lot of people don't mean to do a lot of things. If everybody wanted to play how they felt they wanted to play, nobody would ever play bad. You need to step up. You need to start looking like the old Jarquez Hunter and take some responsibility with the ball in your hands because Auburn's going to have to have you in these games to break those tackles and make those runs and get that crowd fired up Jamari shouldn't have fumbled. I totally get it. He's a young guy. He's got time. But Jarquez Hunter, you're older. You're supposed to be a leader in that room. Hold on the damn ball. The whole, you know, Jarquez was rusty thing. One, I thought he looked fine. Like you said, I don't think the running game was as bad as people are making it out to be. His final stat line, he averaged like five yards a carry. Like, you take that. In most situations, you take that. And he's been practicing. This isn't like a dude who's been injured and he just got back into the practice rotation a week ago. That's not the case at all. He's been at practice for like 90% of fall camp. He missed those first few days, but 
yeah, all the relevant parts of fall camp. He was he was he's been there. So well, yeah, it's but but it's your first game. Like like I the, the game is it's so different. much different than practice. Sure. Like it's you and I know you know that Zach. I mean, there's some guys we used to have it at practice that look like they were going to be all Americans. They get out of the, they get out in the game and they should have been yeah. wearing adult diapers the way they reacted. Then you got other guys who don't practice very well who go out in the game and just the light switch turns on. Jarquez. We've seen Jarquez do it before. There, there's no excuse. Yeah. But I can understand the first couple of carries went the wrong way uh, one time, uh, which you know that that happens. But at the end of the day, you can't fumble that ball. Like you, he should have gone and he should have bought Eugene Asante lunch every single day this past week. After the way that Nine played on that last drive, after he tried to give Cal the game with that fumble. And again, I know he didn't mean to, but I don't mean to doesn't get you out of, we worked all off season for this and you fumbled it with under three minutes after we were about to steal one. Yeah. Shout out DJ James getting that pick in the end zone. For sure. Um, yeah. Great pressure. Great pressure on that. Play. For sure. Yeah. The defense was incredible. No question about it. Jake, thank you so much for your time. As always, how can people check out everything you guys have going on at Crane and Company? Yeah, man, it's always fun to chop it up. You know, hopefully Auburn keeps winning. It's uh, it's like Hugh Freeze says, it's a lot easier to be hard on them uh, after a win. But yeah, you know, if, if you like college football, you like NFL, obviously you do. Uh, you're watching this this great, great channel here with my boy Zebo. Uh, head over to YouTube. It's Crane and Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. We just hit 100,000 over there. Uh, talk a lot of Auburn. We have live calls, a live chat. We go live in the morning every weekday, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. We have a Saturday game day special with Jeff uh, guest pickers. We just had Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, we got John Rich coming up. Uh, Theo Vaughn coming up, too, as well. We're, uh, we're excited about And then Sunday, we do a recap of all of it. So, uh, yeah, man, check us out. It's a good time. Is Theo Vaughn a football guy? Oh, yeah. I had no a idea. Lot, there's a, Zach, you know this. There's a lot... A lot of these big time people, they're real big football people. Like when you get to even some that you really wouldn't even think. I, I believe it. I believe it. That's Jake Crane. Be sure to check out his show, Crane and Company. They do an outstanding job. Read all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. Become a locked on Auburn insider by clicking the link in the episode description down below. And we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn.